Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If you were here last Sunday, which most of you were, you might have noticed after the gospel reading on the ascension of the Lord, the acolyte extinguished the Christ candle or the Paschal candle. Now, that may be something new for you. Certainly it's something that I've done for the first time here, but it's a good thing. It marked a liturgical shift with Jesus' victory over the grave, exalted now at the Father's right hand, exercising all power and glory. And so from this event for today to Pentecost, which was 10 days after the ascension of our Lord. If Christmas is about the Father sending His Son to be born of the Virgin Mary, Easter about Jesus giving a sacrificial gift of salvation one for sinful humanity. So Pentecost invites us to celebrate over how the Holy Spirit does come, but how? Well, he proceeds from the Father and the Son. Like Easter, Pentecost was a unique miracle before the earliest disciples. Some have called this event the church's birthday or the doorway of the church. As the world has tried at unity only to fail, what arises at Pentecost is not man-made, but God-given. This uniting effort is a gift of grace worked by the Holy Spirit, not the spirit of men, not the spirit of any nation, but God's Spirit. The Father sent His Son as the great plan of salvation, didn't He? Peter, preaching on Pentecost, announced what the prophet Joel foretold. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The pattern of man keeps trying to build towers of Babel, but it has a destiny of failure. God, out of Pentecost, gives a united language by His Holy Spirit, able to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. And so the ancient story of language once united, I know it's hard to imagine, but once united one language, shows from Scripture the building and also the scattering of the humanity we have in the world. You know the Old Testament reading. Maybe you taught it to your children, certainly in Sunday school. It's the first event, you know, recorded after God destroyed the world, Noah gets off the ark and bids the vineyard and so forth. But this is the first event after the flood of the new creation. But the Tower of Babel did not happen immediately. Noah could have been around for that event since he had lived like 350 years after the flood. As people on earth were growing in number, 
They could all trace back their lines to his sons. Remember their names? Shem, Ham, Jepheth. With the decree going out from the ark to be fruitful and multiply also came a great blessing by God where the whole earth had one language. It was by no means a Garden of Eden, but something truly was unique in those ancient days where there was no need for translators. And yet a point came when expanding stopped at Shinar. And this place where they settled down turned inward. They put to use their technology, and you can only imagine what they could do in those days with one language. And they decided to have a vast building project, sparing no expense, using prized resources that were certainly coming from all around the known world to make it happen. And who knows the amount of sacrifice that was demanded for such glory. The goal for this city with a sacred tower, as you hear, iconic to the heavens to basically be like God, came from both sinful pride but also fear. There was no room to hallow God's name in his word. But let us make a name for ourselves. There's your pride. Lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. There's your fear. That sinful nature went off, was it? And this one world language worshipped works and man's image of power over God's love and his gracious authority. And the remainder of the story is how God saw this faithless heart and effort executed by men. One language turned into a great rebellion against the Lord, but also a captivity of pride to leave out his plan of salvation for humanity. With swift action, the Lord caused confusion to their words and having no ability to understand anymore, they all went off to their ways. And so there's the root source of the nations of the world. This judgment remains. And so you can read from Luther these very powerful words. He writes, Thus we also are punished by the confusion of languages. And ever since Babel was built, all kingdoms have felt this plague. Babylonian evil would therefore deserve the status of a proverb to express the idea that discord is the most ruinous plague in human affairs. For it utterly subverts religion, laws, good habits, and whatever good this life has. Of this, we have examples before our eyes in the church, in the government, 
and in the household to face. Painful as it may be, that happens. Jesus says it, right? Kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall. There's Babel. And yet, it is a grace of God when you think about that, when he allows that to happen. Since humanity becomes all the more inhuman without God. Our Lord's purpose belongs to that great, great need to uphold a promise. Which is a desire to keep eternal salvation before humanity so that none be lost. So it would go to the ends of the earth. Where towers of battle fail before men, Pentecost has built a tower from the cross that belongs to God, our Lord. And so the new story of language united is a gift come by God's Spirit with the gospel to be for all nations. There's a unique thing I found out several years ago when I got a smartphone. There's a translator on this thing. And it really depreciates the value of what it takes to learn language. But it also makes it seem that somehow we'll make it all happen if we just have the right technology. God help us in view of today's text and what that may mean. But the new story is what collapsed in the ancient world. God continued with love, didn't he? He continued with love, how? In the line of Shem, first off. And it led to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Finally, to have this unity of God's salvation to be among a whole nation called Israel. And yet, when Christ came, the Jews had built their own tower of babbling against the Father and His Son, didn't they? Caiaphas made it known at the trial of Jesus. You remember? How it was better for one man to die than for the whole nation? And so St. John the Apostle explains what this really meant. He writes, Caiaphas did not say this on his own accord. But being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. And so by his sacrifice, Jesus has toppled the false unity the devil built as the greatest bad humanity. The risen Lord appeared to the apostles and his disciples, but Pentecost gave the Holy Spirit to set the church before the world. Pentecost is a miracle. Let the Holy Spirit come down as promised to pour out the gospel. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And so tirelessly, the Holy Spirit towers over the rising and fall of nations with God's grace. And this forgiveness comes to you, for you, as given by the Holy Word and sacraments. 
The Holy Spirit's not an energy force. It's not a feeling. The Holy Spirit grounds himself in the word. Jesus said he'll come from the Father and he'll reveal to you all that I have said to you. Which leads us back to Jesus' word. The Spirit is no attention getter. He calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. Nothing is fallen because the Spirit is faithful. Even when we see churches rising and falling, nations shifting, the Spirit is still carrying out that work so that all would hear. Our nation has grown in mockery of God and against the Christian confession of His grace of what that means. And so with pride, it confuses the rainbow God gave after the flood with a lesser rainbow being lifted up by men. The Tower of Babel world remains, you see. What's the track record? Scattered. Thank God the Spirit from Pentecost brings a more generous gift, the mighty work of God by the cross. This saving word has come to us in our own language. And it really wasn't that long ago when you think about it that the people from the Reformation times did not know what the priest was saying. Because it was in Latin, and the people knew, at least in Germany, German. You can understand what this witness means in our language to hear it. What do we hear? St. Paul tells us, for the wages of sin is death. This isn't your biological end either. This is the end of everything. The wages of sin ends it all. But the free gift of God, St. Paul says, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. While the heart is to trust Christ alone, it also burns with mouths to speak for the sake of others. How are you speaking? Do you dare to speak to your grandchildren, to your spouses, to your friends, to your neighbors? The Holy Spirit burns. For where faith is in the heart and that confidence of sins forgiven and life in Jesus that cannot be taken away, how could we not but speak? Especially in a country where your First Amendment is what? Not right to bear arms, but freedom of. And it's being taken away. Not by force, but I just don't need to talk about that anymore. Really. The Holy Spirit says otherwise. Before Babel, Jesus says otherwise. You heard him today. The greatest peace who gives to us lifted up in a tower of his sacrifice in that cross of which you've been all cradled in as the church. What does he tell us? Let not your hearts be troubled. Let them not be afraid. God, out of Pentecost, gives a united language by his Holy Spirit, able to preach that gospel. Be confident, not just for Wabash and for families, 
Be confident the Holy Spirit does at work. Yes, to the ends of the earth. It's that much. He has given us his son. Amen. The God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. At this time we rise and then give our response in words this morning to the, wor uh, to the, to the work of the Spirit and the words of the offertory.